Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, greetings, everybody, and thanks so much for joining me for today's podcast. And it is titled Powerful Tools to Win in Daily Life. And I'm excited to share these things with you. Um, Not only am I encouraged in just studying and and going through them, but um, I want to give you some tools to use in your everyday life, no matter what situation you're facing. So before we start, I just want to pray real quick. So, Father, thank you that you provide everything that we need, Lord, to not just live life, but to live life abundantly. And so I just pray that your words, Father, would sink deep into the hearts of people, that, Lord, you would go beyond me and you would speak to each heart because you know each listener. And so I commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We are going to jump in and talk about just some of the greatest weapons that I have found to fight with in life. And I want to talk to you about how to win in everyday life, to get the better of a situation. Um, Has anybody here ever gotten into an argument or disagreement? Probably so. Um, I want to talk to you about how to fight with fruit. Fighting with fruit puts you in a win-win situation. And now you're probably saying, what on earth are you talking about, Kathleen? Well, I feel like everything about everything in life is about us being conformed to God's image. And I don't care how difficult it is in your life. When we partner with God, He uses things in our lives to change us and the world around us. And so there are things I feel like God wants to work in you, in me, things He wants to work out of us. And one of those ways, I think, is when we partner, and I'm going to talk about that word partner. That means that we walk alongside, that we bring Him in to situations that are challenging at work and family life, um, the people around us. So how do you fight with fruit? Well, let's go first to Galatians. In Galatians 5.22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. So basically, when we practice these, we are in a safe spot in life. And we are a blessing to those around us. You know, and when you have Christ in your heart, when you have invited Jesus Christ to come in and be your Savior and be Lord of your life, you have these fruits in you. These qualities are in you. And the problem that I see and that I saw in my own life and still can see today 
I'm a work in progress, is that we just don't always use them. But you have a God-given right to walk in joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, all these things, self-control, because Jesus gave these things to us. And, um, you know, it's just to, to grow something in your life sometimes takes time, and it takes practice. Um, these things are in us. And so my question is, are you cultivating them? Are you watering them? Are you helping them grow so that you can grow these fruits in your life? You know, it's just like farming. The farming community around the Uvalde area, um, it's so interesting to watch because you can see the dirt get tilled and then you can see the planters out there planting the crop and then you see little sprouts and then you see you know them grow into a full-blown crop and they come and harvest the fruit you know I had written in my journal one day and and here's what I wrote down that I felt like the Lord told me he said this is how I want you to live I've given you these fruits to govern your life when you live in them you stay in step with me. When you don't, you are out of step. And when the Lord spoke that to me, I was like, oh, wow. Wow, I didn't, I didn't feel a rebuke. I just felt the Lord calling me up, calling me up. And, you know, what I have noticed is many times it's in the adversity of hard things that we get the opportunity to cultivate these fruits. And we get to exercise them. Um, you know, your difficulty, your crisis, your, your disappointment are all opportunities to practice the fruits here of, this, of, the, of the Spirit. And I'm not talking about waking up tomorrow and saying, today, I'm going to be loving, patient, kind, self-controlled, da-da-da-da-da. I'm talking about a mindset and seeing our daily lives and challenges as opportunities to partner with God. It's not about just surviving, it's about thriving and overcoming to get the better of a situation. So let's talk about love. John, 1 John 1, 1 John 4, 21 says, And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must love his brother. So we are commanded right there to use this fruit. God is saying, hey, this one is like really important. It is really important. And <laughs> I know that a coworker of mine, we worked together for years, we're still great friends, but we used to have this little saying when things would be challenging with our clients, I'd look at her, she'd look at me, and you know, one of us would say, gotta love them. All right, God love him. We were reminding each other that our only choice was to walk in love with sometimes difficult situations around us. And love is the very foundation of God's personality. And so my question to you, is it, is it the basis of your personality? You know, when I'm gone, I want to be remembered as a woman that loved well, that loved all of the people in my life around me and God has picked me up and put me in different situations and with different communities and with different people throughout my life and um, 
you know, for a long time, I had built so many walls that started in childhood around my heart because I didn't want to get hurt. And the Lord taught me a lot about receiving his love for me and giving that love away. And he began to chip down those walls. So I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the podcasts that have the word love in it, um, because then you'll get the full the full um, picture of what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm so grateful that one by one, the Lord began to bring these walls down around my life and taught me more and more about love. And so I think when we realize that that is a foundation and it's a commandment from God, he has given us this commandment that whoever loves God must love his brother. So I challenge you, to ask God, what does loving this person look like to you, Lord? I know um, I got a situation, and I'm looking at that this week. Joy. Let's talk about joy. You know, life is hard, but when we walk with God, we can find joy and choose joy even in the tough days. Some of the things I've been challenged with in my life was caregiving for my mom for nine years and than my late husband and walk in the halls of MD Anderson. And those things weren't joyful. But as I would walk with God and I would bring him into that, I remember one day going down the hall at MD Anderson and the news wasn't good about my husband. And, um, and it was tough. And I was like, Lord, I need you to help me. And the Lord said, just get a song in your heart. And so literally, as I would walk down the halls, as we were going from appointment to appointment, and that's a huge facility, you know, I just had a little song in my heart. And sometimes when I was alone, I would just sing it very softly, you know, as I was walking the halls. And I found joy because my heart was focused on God and the joy that He brings into me. So, you know, one of the places that I cultivated joy was walking the halls of hospitals and those aren't always fun places to be but I think the Lord is looking for people in this world that have his joy and that give his joy away and so um, be intentional intentional ask God what fruit do I need to serve in this situation in the situations you're in Lord what what fruit do I need to serve Joy is evident in somebody's life. You can see it on their face. Um, I had I had somebody, I had a gentleman, just this last week. I was sitting in a room with just some coworkers and this client, and he walked out and he said, "Your smile is just in, infectious." He said, "It just is so bright," and you know, it was the joy of the Lord. That's all it was, was the joy of the Lord. And I was really just partnering with God, particularly that day, and it was evident. So if it can, I'm pretty ordinary, so if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. Joy is evident. Ask God for his perspective of your situation, and you'll find that joy. Let's go to the next fruit we can fight with, and it's peace. You know, it tells us in John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace. I leave with you my peace I give to you I do not give you as the world gives do not let your heart be troubled and do not let it be afraid 
Peace is a choice. Not all circumstances are fun and easy, but we can walk, and you and I have a God-given right to walk in peace in any situation that we face. Um, again, one time I was just talking to the Lord, and I was like, Lord, I just don't have peace, and I'm stressed out, and and the Lord just spoke to me, and he said, Kathleen, I've given you peace. You just don't walk in it. You see, what I was doing is I was blaming God because I had some troubling circumstances in my life. God had given me peace. It was important that I practiced it. And we need to all practice peace because anxiety and fear are not from God, but peace is. And I was full of fear, and you know, even though I was a spirit-filled believer, I was so afraid of many things, and God began one at a time to set me free. And those were opportunities I got to practice my peace. And start with the little things, start with the big things, but it's a weapon, especially right now in our world where there's so much disaster, stress, we've got threats of war, we've got you know all sorts of things going on but you have a god-given right to walk in peace and to practice that so serve that fruit throw that fruit around in the different situations of your life and practicing peace in tense times and times of conflict when others are upset it can help diffuse the situation instead of being a part of the problem and you know there was one day i remember uh we had a crisis at work and I had one of my volunteers come into the Christian Women's Job Corps and she's like, we've got this problem, we don't have any food, it's 10 o'clock, oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? She was stressing out because we had volunteers that brought food for you know, about 15 to 20 of us. And um, you know, I just looked at her and I, the Lord had been speaking to me about peace and I said, you know, I have plenty of peace today I said, let me just give you some of mine and let's pray and let's see what God is going to do. And so that's exactly what we did. And I was able to serve that friend fruit, the fruit of peace, because I was in peace. My heart was in peace. Um, you know, I think that, that there was another opportunity and just about practicing the peace of God. I have a grandson and when he was right before he was born, uh, they came in and told my daughter her blood pressure was high and, uh, you know, that Truett's blood platelets were low and, and that there were just some problems and um, that she could possibly give birth naturally if her body cooperated. And so I quickly jumped in the car and was headed to Houston and as I was driving, I just prayed and I said, Lord, what is my role in this situation? And I just felt like the Lord said, establish peace and guard it. And they had induced her at six o'clock in the morning. And by 1030 that night, she was only she was only four centimeters and she hadn't eaten in 40 hours. And, you know, she's 21 hours into labor. And I was as a mom kind of getting a little bit concerned and but i just kept guarding the peace and just reassuring my daughter and 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 son-in-law in that situation and one of the nurses came in 
and she just looked around and she said, you know, I've been in nursing for a number of years, but I have never, you know, she said she'd been an OB nurse for 22 years, but she says, I've never been in such a peaceful room. And it just made me smile because I knew that that peace was evident and the rest of the story is not too long after that my daughter did give birth and everything was everything was fine you know psalm 37 37 says a future awaits those who seek peace so i challenge you to seize peace the peace christ has provided for you and look forward to your future we don't have to be stressed out and uptight um we just don't, we don't have to do it. Um, so, you know, sometimes I know on stressful, particularly stressful days, I've even said the phrase to myself, my peace is here, I've just got to find it. You know, so find your peace and then you get to give it away to those around you. Uh, man, I could go on in situation after situation. Peace is one of my favorite things. It's something the Lord uh, really has cultivated, I feel like in my life, has given me plenty of opportunities that were difficult to practice this. And um, so I encourage you to pick up your, pick up your peace and to use it. Because here's the truth. The fruit of the Spirit is part of God's character. And when we walk in it, it's evident that we walk with Him. And your ministry is who you are and wherever you go, whether it's a grocery store, whether it's to keep your grandkids, whether it's, you know, out and about and your your workplace, your ministry is who you are and where you go. So pick up some of the fruit and begin to serve it to those around you. And Jesus paid a great price so that we don't have to worry and be fear, walk in fear and anxiety and frustration and resentment. Um, we just need to walk with him and in all of his provision. That's stated in Galatians 5. What about patience? Patience is the willingness to surpass relentlessness or annoyance when confronted with delay. It's calmness. Patience is calmness and it's stability. And God's provided it for you and for me. We just need to practice it. Romans 15.5 says, May the God who gives patience and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind. Romans 15.5. Isn't that awesome? May the God who gives patience Pick up the patience he's giving you. It's just like if I were to give you a gift right now, you would need to underwrap it. You could set it on a table and it could sit there until it rots. Or you could pick up that gift and you could use it. And that's what patience is. And Colossians 3, 12 and 13 says, So as the chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on the heart of compassion and kindness humility, gentleness, and patience. So let me encourage you to put on patience. What about kindness? 
And I could spend I could spend a long time talking about each one more and more, but I'm just trying to give you a quick snapshot of all the choices you have to fight with today. So kindness considers someone's heart and acts accordingly. It's the quality of being considerate, friendly, and generous and loving. And that's the way God is with us. He's kind to us. He's considerate. He's friendly. He wants to be with us. And it tells us in 2 Timothy 2.24, The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, must be kind to everyone, able to teach, and patient when wronged. Man, I can tell you God has been incredibly kind to me, and I didn't always see it until I began to study kindness. Um, and, and really figure out, I remember when I looked up the word, I thought, man, Lord, I really need to practice this one more. And Lord, help me to, to hear your heart and hear what you're saying about kindness. You know, we live in a self-centered world, and it's easy to look at our own self versus someone around us and consider their heart and act accordingly. Um, we can choose kindness in any self-centered situation we face. Luke 6:35 tells us that Jesus was kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Okay, that pretty much encompasses everybody we're around. It's easy to be kind to your, your husband, your mate, the people that are in our life or that we particularly like. But right here, it says he was kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.15 says, Always be kind to each other and everyone else. So that pretty much encompasses everything. He wants us to practice kindness all the time and to everyone. Um, I could give you a lot of examples of that, but for time's sake, I am going to keep going. But I can tell you God has helped me to see, you know, when I've gone to him and said, Lord, give me your perspective of this situation and show me how I can serve your kindness and, and how I can fight with the kindness and gentleness that you you provide for me, Lord. And I've had that. I know there was a situation with a coworker, and the Lord just kept saying, serve kindness, serve kindness, serve kindness. And I kept praying, you know, to the Lord to help because it was difficult. I knew that there was some wrong stuff going on. And I was to a place where I said, Lord, okay, either move, move her out or move me out. I don't care, but this is just a very difficult situation. And, you know, it took a little bit of, a little bit of time, but as I continued to walk in kindness and pray for God to reveal truth, he did. So pick up kindness if you need to and practice it on the world around you. Gentleness. Gentleness is very valuable. Gentleness is powerful humility, being sweet-spirited and tender-hearted. And why should we practice it? Well, because Jesus, it says in Matthew 11, was gentle. He says, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28, he says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Gentleness provides rest. And Philippians 4, 5 says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. I remember one time, um, and this is another story from the Christian Women's Shop Corps. I was trying to help one of my clients navigate through a situation. She couldn't pay her rent. And um, so I was trying to coach her in that and give her the reins. And so anyway, we talked about it. So we called up her landlord and she began to you know, explain that she didn't have all the money, but she had some of the money. She would bring it in today. And this was when she could get the rest of it. And man, this woman went berserk and began yelling. I could hear the yelling through the phone. She was in my office. And the girl that I, my client, just her eyes got big and um, she looked at me and and I was helping some in this situation. And I, she just like handed the phone to me. So I began to talk to the landlord and the more she yelled, the quieter I got my voice. And finally, I began to get her attention to where she could really hear and we could work together. So serving gentleness, you know, I could have gone head to head and say, look, lady, you're not going to get your money if you, you know. But that wasn't going to really work. And it gave me a time to practice my gentleness. And it also gave this young lady an opportunity too. Gentleness can quickly diffuse a tense situation. And gentleness makes people feel valued. It's an emotional deposit in someone's bank. So pick up gentleness. It's a good one. Self-control. Let's talk about self-control. And the self-control is the ability to control one's behavior and emotions in the face of temptations or impulses. It's the regulation of one's behavior to achieve a goal. So what's your goal? And let me encourage you to use self-control because we can give anybody five minutes in the flesh if we want. Um, but when we step back into the Spirit of God in us and use that self-control, it means we don't get bitter or angry or resentful. We don't act like those around us. We exercise self-control. And when we exercise self-control, it is easy to do all the above things. So pick up your self-control. Um, let me just give you a scripture, 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9. It says, His divine power has given us everything for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us by his glory and goodness. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to your goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control persevering with patience, godliness, and love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow.
Wow, so self-control is a big one. And when we practice it versus reacting to someone, when we practice it, it puts us in control of the situation because anybody can fly off and go head to head with somebody. But when you practice your self-control, you can bring the peace into a situation. And so as I wrap things up, um, and I could give you so many examples of these, of, of practicing these just throughout my life. And man, I've enjoyed studying and going deeper in this again because it's a reminder for situations I'm even facing this week's. But as you practice them, the experience of walking with God is what makes you rich. And you and I are called to be a visual aid of the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, patience, kindness, self-control. And that makes us a visual aid to all of those that we are put in contact with. So practice daily, practice often, practice until these things are worked in you and you can tap into them in a moment's notice and serve the fruit of the Holy Spirit that's deposited in you and me. We just need to help it grow and cultivate. Serve it to those around you. We are called to bring the kingdom of God to all that are around us and that God puts in contact with us. So let's just pray and close out. Lord, thank you so much for your provision for us. Lord, that we have all that we need at our fingertips when we partner with you, when we walk with you. And you know what each one of us needs to practice and cultivate more. And I pray for a rich and abundant crop in the hearts of each listener in each person in the situation they face today and tomorrow. Thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. You're always with us. And thank you for these powerful tools to help us win in daily life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I hope this blessed you. If it did, leave me a comment. Uh, leave me a like. It helps get this podcast out. Also, you can check me out on TikTok. And um, don't forget, you can always share any of these podcasts with your friends. There's a little, if you go to the podcast, there's a little share button and you can share. And if you would ever consider giving to help this go across the world, this podcast, I would surely appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great week.